coming to you from that once forgotten artery that pulses through the center of the continental United States and into the heart of the Ozarks, Grace Matthews. Looking in from the northern border, our Canadian friend, along with his countrymen, feeling the effects of U.S. political issues, Connor Murphy. Welcome to Dueling Dialogues, episode 188. I'm Connor Murphy here with Grace Matthews in Springfield, Missouri. Hi, Grace. How you doing? Doing pretty good. Good, good. What's the weather like? It's getting ready to rain, so the humidity has shot up in the last hour, and it's... I'm sweating. Oh. It's sweaty. Well, Um, we're we're hardly sweating here, so I don't know where this global warming is coming from, or, excuse me, climate change. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you gotta wonder. I mean, our temperature is down our average temperature over the summer is down by about seven degrees yeah in the last decade now that's a lot i think I mean, ours is down more than that this year and that's in celsius so it's, i'm wondering if it's global freezing yeah well here here's a good one for all the uh the climate change believers is just ask them when hasn't the climate changed that usually stumps them right there, you know. In my day, we called it weather and seasons. Exactly, so. exactly, yeah. yeah. The weather changes, and I tell you what, here on this plateau in Missouri, it changes quite frequently. Yeah. You know? Well, I mean, the, by the hour. We've got mountains on one side and the ocean on the other side, so if you don't like the weather, wait five minutes. Yeah, yeah, we're very similar. We're very yeah. similar. It, it changes very quickly. We, yeah. I, I, we've had fifty degree temperature swings in one day. You know, in, wow. in, in a matter wow. of hours. It's just crazy. So. Yeah, that sounds Canadian. Yeah, well, it's all crazy, and you know what's more crazy than Canada and Missouri is D.C. Oh, for sure. <laughs> or the race to D.C. I think most of them are up in Iowa at the state fair now. Um, the race to 2020 is down and dirty. Yeah. And you kind of got a team on the left made up of media, pundits, and politicians. And, um, you know, they, they, they have to have a weapon of choice. You know, it's it's really like word weapons, right? And um, it seems to be the three R's: Russia, racism, and recession. Yeah, and the left plays those uh, those three R's. I think uh, here as well, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. I mean, those those all get attention, and they're designed to take Trump down. Yeah, well, they they tried with the Russia thing, you know. Um, we still have some believers that actually think there is a Russian collusion going on. Yeah, yeah, I think they've been living under a blanket someplace. I don't know. Or a rock. Yeah, yeah, a rock. That would explain it. <laughs> but I mean, Russia. What we found out certainly they don't have a thing on Trump. Right. But. There are others that may have done some things that are not quite legal. Yeah, like now, selling uh, uranium to them? <laughs> well, that yeah, that too. But there's some other things that are surfacing. Um, the Hills, John Solomon, 
has uh, written an article called 10 Declassified Russian Collusion Revolutions That Can Rock Washington This Fall. Whoa. Now, I think he's right. They're going to rock Washington, but is anybody going to pay the price? You know, I really don't think so. Huh. Nevertheless, what are these documents? Okay. The first one is Christopher Steele's confidential human resource reports at the FBI. Right, right. Okay, these are reports are um, in the FBI are called 1023s. Okay. They show exactly what transpired um, each time Steele and his FBI family handlers met. Okay. So when, we're always asking the questions, when did they know that this report from Christopher Steele was salacious, you know? Right. Probably right from the beginning, probably within two or three weeks. When these documents are released, and he says they will for sure be released because they've already been declassified, we will know. Hmm, Number two is the 53 House Intelligence interviews. Okay, that's where they interviewed people from the FBI, the CIA, that were involved. Okay. Okay. The next one, number three, is the Stephen Hopper documents. Um, It has been widely reported that the European-based American academic Stephen Hopler and his young assistant worked as FBI sources. Now, the word coming out of Washington behind the scenes today is that because not everybody in the FBI and the DOJ and the CIA is corrupt, they outsourced some of this with foreign governments. Okay? Okay. Wow. And thus, we see that the um, the British, Stefan Hopler, and his young assistant, Azra Turk, tried to frame Carter Page and George Papadopoulos. Okay. Wow. Okay? Number four is the October 2016 FBI email chain. Right. Um... This is um, a key document as identified by uh, Representative Nunes and his investigators. It will show exactly what concerns the FBI knew about and discussed with the DOJ about using the Steele dossier and what from that they used to gain the FISA warrant. Right. Okay? Okay. Number five is the Page and Papadopoulos exploratory uh, statements. Another one of Nunes's, uh, Representative Nunes's five buckets. Um, these documents will show what the two Trump aides were recorded telling undercover assets. Oh, okay. Number six, the Gang of Eight briefing material. Now, the Gang of Eight. Um, gets classified materials that the rest of the Senate, or excuse me, Congress, does not get. Okay. Okay, they are sealed in secrecy, but these are declassified and will come out this fall. 
The steel spreadsheet is the next one, which will sort of lay out a timeline. <laughs> Perfect. Okay, of when things happen. So we know when, you know, who knew what. Right. The steel interview. Okay. okay. What does what does the guy that wrote it say was true and wasn't true? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Number nine, the redacted sections of the FISA renewal application. Those okay. are the things that were marked out when that was released before. Um, number 10, the records of allies and assistance. That's kind of what I mentioned before. This was um, the people they kind of outsourced. Right. Um, with in Great Britain, Australia, and Italy in particular. Wow. What was said, what was done, what were they paid for? Huh. Well, this could be an interesting I, I fall. With them. I, I think it could be an interesting fall. I do. And, you know, on the same note, Andrew McCarthy, who has been, is a, a brilliant pundit. He's also been um, a prosecutor in um, that Western District of New York. He says that undoubtedly Obama knew about the Russian investigation into the Trump camp. You know why he knew? Because by their very nature, counterintelligence investigations are assigned by the sitting president. There you go. Duh. There you go. Oh, this is going to be very interesting then. Yeah, and I really don't know what else to say about that. I mean, if it is what it is, it is what it is. Well, you if and I it know it is. Talks like a duck. And yeah. Talks like a duck. It's a duck. It's a freaking duck. Yes. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And you and I have known it's a duck for a long time now. We sure have. We've been right about a lot of things. Nobody's given us that much credit. No. no. Nevertheless, we, we carry on. We, we won't be better. <laughs> <laughs> we, we just won't be. But, uh, this is craziness. Last, I think last week, two weeks ago. We might have done a show on Jeffrey Epstein. Right. And, of course, he committed suicide in prison and he was and not just as fishy as all good acts. Yeah, or he was suicided. Yeah. Well, and we also learned that two days before he committed suicide, he signed a trust. He put all of his assets, which were almost $600 million worth, into a trust. Now, when you have a trust... You protect your assets from litigation. Uh, These wow. women aren't going to get anything. Wow. Okay. okay. It's, it's a very smart thing to do. It's not that cheap, but um, I, why more people don't do it, I don't know. Um, I used to do a lot of research for um, attorneys, Yeah. and I will tell you the right thing. And one thing this family does have, and that's a trust, and we don't have much. Right. <laughs> yeah. But... You do want to protect it for that person that tries to follow on your steps. So even if the, the proceeds, like his, his income, came from illegal sources, they can't touch it still? That's my understanding. It's in a trust, and he has one heir, and that's a brother that's, I don't know, a couple of years older, a couple of years younger than him. Wow. Okay. I, I hmm. still am unsure about the suicide thing, but... Yeah. 
or he's still alive. I want to back up. Um, He sent three weeks prior to getting arrested and taken into custody, he sent a $100,000 cement truck to Pedophile Island. That's where most of his dirty deeds happened. Okay? He would take that Lolita Express plane to Pedophile Island. And um, I don't in any way want that to sound funny because it is not funny. Um, He had five, or excuse me, $50,000 in cement poured. He paid up front for it so that it wouldn't be delayed. He wanted it done right away. He probably knew his arrest was um, coming. Wow. Well, what uh, is buried in that concrete? Yeah, I'd be jackhammering that concrete up because obviously there's too. something hidden there. Well, in two days after his death, the FBI went to the island and, um, you know, combed it for evidence. Right. But they didn't, like, do the big raid of the island until just last week or something. Like, what? what serious? Right. Right. Why, right. Or after his death. Why, you know. Yeah. Why, why did they do that when, I mean, that gave people all sorts of time. Yeah. You know, to two months. Evidence. Yeah, I like mean, two months. <laughs> yeah. What the hell? I mean, gee, you know. Um, yeah, However, you got to wonder, I mean, that that painting of Bill Clinton in the yeah. blue dress surfaced. <laughs> I was just going to mention that. You know, yeah, you great minds think alike. if anybody's gotten in there to take it. Because so, yeah. certainly somebody would have taken that. <laughs> yeah, or hidden it or something, but yeah, uh, there well, it was. Yeah, I'm sure Bill was really proud of that one. <laughs> well, there was one of Bill's old lovers that came out after the painting did, and she mentioned the fact that he um, used to like to put her panties on. Oh, geez. And oh, she said, my. I never said anything before because nobody, you know, nobody would have believed me. She said, now somebody might believe her, but he sort of enjoyed that kind of thing. Now I'm going to be reminded of that on and on all day oh no (laughs) (laughs) but certainly there are a lot of people in powerful positions that are awfully creepy and I think we've always known that but when you have that much money and you're that powerful how is it that you need to gain power over a child who is basically powerless anyway because we know that pedophiles are not necessarily about the sex as much as the power. Right, right. I mean, I guess they're just addicted to it. Well, but to me, the challenge would be to gain power over an adult woman, not a child. I, I would tend to guess that it's more the innocence because, uh, you know, them and every person around them lives in a cesspool. So... You know, I think they're going after the innocence and the, you know, uh, I don't know. I Everybody mean, it, it just makes you ill. From them. I mean, you, 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 sort of you're, you're disgusted by her and um, these women and, you know, children. I, it breaks my heart. But I'm also interested a little bit into how this person's mind works. And, and you may very well have a point that, they are so surrounded by corruption 
that these children represent uh, an innocence of purity right. that they crave. They absolutely crave it, and it's sick. Yeah, so, definitely. Um, I don't know. I just, I don't know. It, it, it disturbs me. Uh, a lot. Yeah, Prince Andrew's, uh, you know, putting up a big defense now because people are at him wanting to know what kind yeah. of uh, connection he had to Epstein. Yeah, and, and and all these people that had a relationship with him after he was arrested and did time in Florida, they don't have much of a leg to stand on. No. And, and the people that assisted him you know, he was actually, when he left for the 12 hours a day, six days a week, when he was serving time in Florida, there were people bringing him young girls. He was wow. still getting that urge satisfied and Unreal. assaulting children. So um, I, I really hope that they don't give up and that all these people that helped him and arranged for these young girls, I, I, I hope they go after them. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I'm skeptical. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm they hoping thought they, that Maxwell was seen, go ahead. I, I'm hoping that, um, you know, that trust uh, is still able to be opened up and, and pay some of the victims. I, I am too, Bex. Um, Legally, I don't know if there's a way around it, but they will have to take the road around it. Yeah. Uh, there will have to be some sort of special circumstances. You know, I also wanted to add that we believed last week that Maxwell, um, the Victoria's Secret um, girlfriend, uh, the owner of Victoria's right. Secret, that was his supposed girlfriend who... Um, arranged for a lot of these uh, young girls was seen at an In-N-Out burger and people were saying oh she seemed calm she must not have anything to worry about well they have now discovered that that was Photoshop <laughs> there you that go. picture is um, not real or was at a different time anyway experts have um, gotten together and they pointed out a, a lot of inconsistencies with that photo oh, wow so, Okay, Google. You know, we are um, talking about Google, Twitter, Facebook. Um, I know there are days on Twitter lately where my reach on a tweet is three people. Right. Now, I have a significant amount of followers. And um, whereas at one point Google really loved Shenanigan Free Plus, uh, they seem to fall out of favor with them. I will say that that's taken a turn hmm. since probably this article dropped on Sarah Carter's site last week. Um, Google Insider turns over 950 pages of documents and a laptop to the DOJ. This is proof positive that they are targeting and using political bias uh, word phrases, context, um, whatever, in order to ma manipulate politics and the elections. There is a number out there floating around um, that claims that uh, almost uh, two million people, our votes, were manipulated away from Trump 
and to Hillary by Google. And if they're saying yeah. two million, I, I'm thinking it's more like twenty million. Yeah. So um, we will see um, how this turns out and what they learn from all this information. I mean, it's but, not it, it's not rocket science. You can do this yourself. Open up, uh, you know, a Google search page and open up a tab with DuckDuckGo and search the name Clinton and just compare the titles. It, it, it's yeah. very, very obvious. Like, there, there's no question that Google is manipulating uh, and trying to brainwash people. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, you know, it, it's disturbing and it is Sundayish for me. It's downright frustrating because we put a lot of work into what we do, what we write. And uh, by all means, if um, we should have the right to get it out there. Yeah, absolutely. If, if somebody with an opposite view has the right, we should have the right. That's the way that America is set up. Right, right. And um, it, it's very frustrating. You know, there's a lot of narratives out there that and stories we just we don't know. Yeah, well, because they bury them. Yeah, exactly. And and I mean the same thing. I mean Trudeau gave what six hundred million dollars to the media, and of course all the media that took money and the big bucks, they're they're you know uh, pro liberal on everything. You know they're telling us yeah, that the, as they're, if they they're, even need it. You know they're telling us <laughs> yeah they're telling us that they're they're even in the polls, which is ridiculous. It's just like Hillary was over Trump in the polls. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Yeah, kind of like Biden's over Trump in the polls yeah. right now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's BS. Yeah, BS. Yeah. I don't think that there could be a reliable poll right now. No, I, I, I just don't because we just don't have the way of contacting a a good cross section of people. Right. I mean, if you go to the internet, you're getting a certain kind of people. If you go to cell phones, which you're really not supposed to call unless someone has an account. So Republicans can call Republicans because they're registered. Democrats can call Democrats, but an, an, a pollster really can't call either. Right. right. Okay, if you go stand at the mall, you got certain people that go to the mall. Landlines are only old people. Well, so you're going to get that cross section. So how do you mesh them all together? I do know that the um, each of the camps, at least the ones that have money, um, their pollsters for their private polls have a better way of getting the information than the large media sources, which sounds nuts, but it's true. And I don't know why. Uh, maybe there's some sort of program or system out there that somebody um, simply has doesn't share with the media because somebody's paying them more money for it. <laughs> well, it. It usually boils down to money somewhere along the line. I, I think there's a lot of media that is manipulating the public right now, not only Google, but um, I mean, starting with Google, and Google is certainly the biggest out of any of them. Um, yeah, to see something happen with Google would be really good for the freedom of the world, free speech. Um, it's really ridiculous. Uh, I mean, we've been uh, climbing an icy slope ever since we started, um, mm -hmm. and I think we're pretty rational in in the way we talk, and, and 
I, uh, it, it pisses me off. It really does. It really does me too. And lately, um, I've I've been really under fire. And not that I've ever been put in Twitter jail. I don't call people names ever. I try to use logic. Uh, but I think they hate logic more than they hate people that spew dirty words and um, and basically bully others. Right. Right. Because logic is the most dangerous. Right. And I know that um, I am I am certainly getting more than shadow banned. Yeah. Yeah. It it's. Uh, it, 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 it really is disheartening. I mean, we, we do put a lot of work and a lot of research into this and uh, to be penalized by Google just for having a certain outlook or a view is is wrong. It is, and it is, and we're lucky because a lot of people have certainly found us, but uh, I'd like to know where we would be if, if we were not, um, you know, yeah. censored so much exactly but you know there's just a lot of things out there going on um that are really bullies pretty much i mean everybody on the stage is a bully (laughs) yeah and and i i I, they really are um this article i i want to point out uh was an intercept the intercept it was on august 7th now, the um, author of this had every reason to want the opposite of what he got in this story okay. from his research. These seven prominent conservatives have nothing in common with white supremacists. Nothing at all. Now, this is Madi Hassan. Okay. Who wrote this article. And he points out and he gives reasons why. His first person is Tucker Carlson. Okay. Yet day after day, people are calling him as quite a supremacist, a white nationalist. Of course. Advertisers are boycotting his show in Groves. (laughs) And it's really nothing but a big farce. Right. And even this guy, who really believed when he wrote the story, he was going to get a different outcome. You know, he says even neo-Nazis, you know, don't like him. Right. Exactly. Isn't that sort of a clue? Right. Right. Like Ben Shapiro gets called a Nazi. Exactly. Exactly. He's he's on the list too. <laughs> oh. but, um, <laughs> Imagine that. But, yeah. Um, next is Donald J. Trump. You know, of course. Yeah. I really think if you've looked into anything, um, I think he said like one or two things that I, I kind of cringe and go, oh, you shouldn't have said. But, you know, everybody said something that could be construed. Right. As racist. You didn't necessarily mean it that way or you used a word that you didn't know had a racist context. That's what happens all the time to me. Right. I mean, I don't say it, but I'm shocked by things like rats aren't really rats. <laughs> you know, yeah. I mean, back when this is how stupid I am. Back when I just got in trouble 
for calling a girls basketball team nappy headed girls right. or something. Right. Um, I thought a nappy headed person was like a little curly headed child. That's what I would see. Have where I come from, we don't really have all these racists, you know. Yeah. I, I I wouldn't have guessed that as racist. We don't turn regular words into some sort of racist, yeah. you know, lingo. Yeah, and it, it basically... Know, I don't speak that talk. And all of that stuff just dilutes the meaning of racism. Yeah, yeah. And, and so, really, I mean, people can call him a racist. They can say that what he does at the border is racist. Really, if they want different laws... Congress should make different laws. He is simply enforcing the laws. He has helped more black people, more Hispanics, and more Jews than any other president. That's right. a fact. The numbers support it. He is not a white nationalist. He's not a racist. He has denounced all of the above. Right. The next one is his um, chief of uh, senior advisor, Stephen Miller. Um, you know, he's been called everything. Um, I believe he is Jewish. Um, it's hard to be a Jew and be a white nationalist. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, it really just <laughs> yeah. you know, baffles me how people can call Jews white nationalists. Yeah. Um, he, you know, um, the author found no reason to support Stephen Miller being a white nationalist. Right. Laura Ingram. Now, now I will admit, sometimes she's walked the line, you know, or seemingly has walked the line. Um, and, and she's certainly got a brother that hates her, that's gay, and, and he certainly um, fuels the fire. To me, that's a sibling thing, a family thing. Right. And I, I believe that has been the hugest thorn in her side, the fact that this brother will play along with um, anyone who calls her a white supremacist. And uh, what do you do about that? We don't pick our relatives. Exactly. Now here's another one, Candace Owen. She is a black conservative. <laughs> and they call her a white nationalist. Wow. For no other damn reason than she's black. Unbelievable, and, you know, okay. And, and he points that out. Uh, John Cornyn, who is the senator from Texas, um, he likes to cite uh, Benito Mussolini, <laughs> which is crazier than crazy, if you yeah. ask me. Yeah. But he is not a white supremacist. Wow, okay. <laughs> and then there is, of course, uh, Ben Shapiro, who is a... Jew, it is very hard for a Jew to be a white supremacist. Well, I, I just I, I just don't see how it happens. No, I, it's I just, ridiculous. It, it's yeah. as stupid as calling Ben a Nazi. I yeah. mean, obviously, he's Jewish. Are you kidding yeah. me? You know? Exactly. So I, I think I could add one name to that list, though. Jordan, Jordan Peterson. Oh, absolutely, Jordan Peterson. He's constantly getting called a white supremacist. Yeah. Um, oh, racist no way. yeah you know you know Jordan Peterson he tells it like it is he tells the truth and I love that 
because that's the person I like to be. And sometimes it makes my kids cringe. Uh, they never have to guess what I'm thinking. Right. You know? And when they bring their little girlfriends around, they never have to guess. I mean, one (laughs) one day one came with a bit of a strange hair thing, and she said, what do you think? And I said, well, I liked it better the way it was. (laughs) (laughs) So, you know, um, I, I just like to shoot straight. And um, that's what Jordan Peterson does. That's what most of these guys do that are on this list. Yeah, yeah, exactly. They absolutely are standing up for free speech. Right. Okay, and they're saying, you may not like that white supremacist down the street. You may hate him. You may want to blow his head off. He has the right to say it. Right. Even if it's ugly. You guys have the right there. In Canada, not so much. Exactly. You're going exactly. to jail. Yeah, it's uh, it's a little I bit different. We never do that. I mean, I, I hate racism. Yeah, I absolutely. Do. But once they take an inch, it won't be long till they'll take a foot. And that's the way government works, especially in the United States. Yeah. You guys have a little bit more restraint up there. Yeah, yeah, and that's changed since Trudeau came to power. It it yeah. has definitely changed, and and we see some tactics now because we're getting close to election time. Uh, October is our election, yeah, um, that's so we're very getting close. real close. Um, and uh, the other day there was a lady holding a uh, vote for Andrew Scheer, which is the conservative leader leader here. And this lady walked up to, knowing she was being videoed and on video, walked up to some non-white people and started hurling racial slurs while she's holding vote for Andrew Scheer. So Andrew Scheer uh, immediately, uh, you know, said, we have nothing to do with this ladies. Racism will not be tolerated in our government and anywhere else in Canada and on and on. Uh, turns out that she was put up by the liberals. To, mm, kind as of a smear, Soros kind of yeah, thing. Yeah, smear campaign. Yeah. Mm. So uh, you got to really, you know, take a second, don't believe everything you see and watch and think about why. There, there's a motive there somewhere. Like, why would a lady, knowing she's going to be arrested for spewing hate crimes, why would she do that knowing she was being videotaped? Moolah. Yeah. Money. Yeah. Money, it, money, money. Yeah, exactly. Only in Canada, 10 to 12 million works out to 5 to $10 US. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that's what I told the guy the other day that wanted to pay us Canadian. <laughs> no. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I would have to agree with you there. Yeah. And we don't always agree about life's a journey and we're all in this together. Thanks for listening. Godspeed, Connor. Godspeed to all of our friends out there. Godspeed, Grace, and everyone, thanks for listening.